Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. Everybody, hi, and how are you doing? Uh, this is the Coco Express Show Network, and today we're having you the best invention ever. And it is going to be our last show for this month, okay? And we'll be back again next month. So please take the opportunity to join Valencia and her guest on you, the best invention ever. Enjoy. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Up next, you, the best invention ever. Hi, how are you? I'm just having a moment because our guest is having a little trouble um, signing on. But I want to I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, a Merry Christmas, and I'm not gonna hear you're not gonna hear from me till wait um, on after the New Year. So I want to wish you a Happy New Year, and I hope that you had a really great holiday with your family, your loved ones, or whoever. Um, It's been one heck, here in New York City, it's been one heck of a hot holiday. It's been so warm. I couldn't believe it. But it kind of took a little of a Merry Christmas, you know, the traditional Merry Christmas out of it for me. I like that. You know, we complain about it. I complain about it. But, you know, that feeling of, like, Christmassy, crisp air, the snow, the, you know, being a little bundled up was nice. I'm telling you, it was so hot. I was sweating, sweating doing my Christmas shopping, my last-minute Christmas shopping, and I learned not to do that anymore. (laughs) I learned not to do that last-minute thing because it is crazy. You're never really going to find the things you really, really wanted to get um, because they're just gone. Um, And so many people like you are out there. I know the people who are in sales, they want to go home. They want to do their own shopping own shopping. So it's really not that fun. You know, you have a lot of good conversations with people sometimes who are out there like you. I saw a reporter on the street and I I couldn't hear what she's saying, but I could see her mouth the words, what made you start shopping so late? I was like, lady, please. (laughs) You need to stop. Ah, anyway. My guest today is one of our friends to the show, as Wendy Williams would say, Steve Parker. Um, Steve, are you there? Did you press yeah, one to be? Yay! <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Finally. <laughs> no, you're just on time. Perfect timing. Okay. Perfect. Anyway. Anyway, so. You I'm guys on time. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm not living up to my reputation. 
Oh, uh-oh. I'm always late. <laughs> well, a brand new year's coming. This is your last late late day. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, you know Steve. Steve's been here on several occasions. We've talked about UFOs. We've talked about psychic readings. We've talked about all kinds of, you know, things of that beyond the veil nature. And I don't, you didn't know this, but Steve was in New York this uh, month, this week doing readings so you you know he might be coming back soon so you need to get with him and get your readings done and find out what's going to happen in 2016 because a lot of us did not see 2015 coming and we were all horrified and shocked <laughs> some of the events we certainly were <laughs> that happened this past year Steve, what was up with 2015? Good Lord. I think I know what was I th- One thing that was up with 2015 is that in numerology, it, it's an eight year. If you add 2015, it comes out as eight. Eight is Saturn. Oh, and in, in astrology oh. or in esoteric circles, Saturn is um, a little bit um, constrictive and a little bit gloomy. <laughs> oh. There you have it, people. So it was an eight year, but eight years are really important for um, setting the stage for big changes because next year is a nine nine year, and nine is you know an ending of a cycle. And it's interesting we have a presidential election in this country in a year that would have nine. Um, wow. So it's really important. Um, even though it's a three ring circus right now, it's really important because whoever gets in there, it's going to be a huge, huge, huge change. I'm almost afraid Me too. of what that change could be because, you know, as we look at the landscape now, it just looks like chaos, crazy, you know, hell in a yeah, handbag. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of egos <laughs> fighting with each other. Yeah. And how, you know, anyway, we're going to get back to that. But getting back to 2015, ugh, so many changes, so many people kind of left the planet. Oh, yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, And it was just, you know, wow. What else? I mean, it really, we're really into the 21st century now. I mean, 2015 really kind of brought, you know, kind of underlined that, that, you know, the 20th century is really um, history. And we're Mm -hmm. we're well on our way. Um, But I... You know, I had this illusion that the 21st century would come along, and not that the end of the world would happen. I didn't think Y2K would do anything. But Mm -hmm. then immediately the first actual technical year of the 21st century, which was 2001, um, we had 911. You know, so we (laughs) we started off with, I mean, if that's how we're, if that's the, uh, the the birth of the the new century, then this is really, uh, this is really a century of, complete and irrevocable change. I mean, nothing's going to, nothing's going to be like it was. Nothing. And 2015 was, um, to me, really an understatement about that. Um, For me, personally, I had to deal the first part of the year with a scare with Lyme disease, and it came in four stages because I got bitten four separate times. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So had to be on antibiotics, had to go through the whole nine yards, only to have the test come back negative, but then to have the doctor tell you that the tests aren't conclusive. 
<laughs> so what's the point what? of the test? I the know. Point of the test is to make the pharmaceutical company rich. <laughs> yeah, and help the doctor pay, you know, another make another payment on his boat. <laughs> yeah, so that he can go play golf or uh, sail down yeah. the Caribbean. <laughs> right. But um, I did go through ozone therapy when I went to California, and I went through ozone therapy. I went out there for other reasons, too, but I went there, mm-hmm. and, and that was a beneficial um, bonus, and it seemed to really help it, it, because I had what's called a Lyme headache. It sounds funny. It sounds like you went to Lyme, Connecticut. Connecticut right. had an argument, and you got a headache. But, <laughs> I um, know. I was it was a Lyme headache, which occurs in the back of the head at the base of the skull, uh, especially on the left side where I had it. And it doesn't go away. It's just this dull, monotonous, you know, um, band of pain that neither decreases nor increases. It just stays there sort of like like you've been bonked over the head. And it took care of that, took it away, along well, with half with my brain cells. Whole... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. But ozone therapy sounds like something that is not of this century, a treatment that we don't – I've never heard of it. Well, I don't know if it's – technically illegal or I think it's legal. I mean, but I think it's usually under um, very strict supervision. But what I did was I had um, a device that looked like a stethoscope. So I had the two little prongs in each one in each ear and it sends ozone mixed with um, pure oxygen into the um, bloodstream, like right into your brain, into your bloodstream. And um, you have to do it only for short periods of time. And the person helping me did it for like an hour at a time. Oh, it really spaced me out. I'm sure wow. I'm sure that wasn't the recommended way to do it. But um it goes in there and it supposedly purifies your blood. Now some people say, Oh yeah, a bunch of you know a bunch of hooey, it doesn't really do that. But it really did do something and I wasn't expecting anything. So it wasn't like I made myself feel better. It mm-hmm. just, you know, it went in there. Um, in fact I felt very almost lightheaded the the last time I did it. Um, the person accidentally turned up the oxygen machine machine too high. <laughs> oh, dear. So I felt okay. really weird for a couple of days, and, and I was exuding the smell of ozone. People say, well, what does ozone smell like? Well, to me, it smelled like a stale hospital room. <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> no, it smelled really weird. It was coming out of my pores, and so I kept taking showers and baths and everything to try to offset the smell because I got in a friend's car and the friend went, oh. <laughs> uh, what is said, that? You're like, hi, how are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's just ozone. <laughs> so when people make jokes about, oh, you must be out in the ozone, I really was. <laughs> well, you were in the middle of it, in the thick of it. That's interesting. Wow. But it helped. It did help. Well, that's um, that's The thing about better. Lyme disease is that so tricky is that the tests are inconclusive, and the reason being is that the little um, bacteria called spirochetes, they're called that because they're round, they're little round um, buggers that go, they hide in the muscles and tissues, so they don't mm-hmm. aren't detected in the blood. So, And then mm. every 30 days they reproduce. So oh, um, you can get a blood test and they won't even show up. Wow. I'm sure. If, this must not hiding. be well well known. Um in in the medical community because people who have Lyme disease seem to really suffer. Some people, I'm really fortunate, I didn't get any of the arthritic symptoms. Some people get um, a form of arthritis that mm-hmm. cripples them. Some people, um, it affects their um, their visual vision and it makes their vision um, blurry. Um, some people, it goes into their brain and gives them what they call brain fog. I think I had a little bit of that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's in, the, in there long enough, it can cause lesions um, on the brain. 
um, in, inside the brain, and it can affect it can affect the heart circulation. I mean, it's just because you know you've got these little things that are going through all your major organs, so it's not not a good thing. <laughs> not fun. No, definitely and, not. And tremendous fatigue. You feel like you just want to drop on the floor. You know, you just just you wow. have energy, and all of a sudden you don't have any. So, I had I had probably um, a moderate form of something. The doctor said, "Well, you didn't test for Lyme, but there's other tick-related diseases that they test for, and they tested for all of them, and all of them came out negative. So, who knows? I don't right. know. Right? Yeah, four bouts where I live, they don't test the ticks themselves, but in Massachusetts, at University of Massachusetts, they actually take the tick if you can save the dead tick, mm-hmm. and they will test it to see if it has um, carrying if it's carrying the Lyme. So. Wow! So, so stay uh, out of the forest, stay away from deer. Yeah, Check I stayed dogs. away from the deer, and I stayed out of the forest. But we have dogs in the house, and I think they came in. The ticks came in on the dogs. Oh my gosh! And the dogs themselves. Wow. Are so anyway. Okay. So that was one well, that thing was to do your with 2015. Yeah. yeah. That was that was my that was the first part of my 2015. So that was um, yeah, pretty, pretty much intense. consumed by that. And then yeah, the second half was different. Um, not the second half, but the um, last quarter. I'm sorry, I should say mm-hmm. it was really different and more you know a little bit more upbeat and uplifting because I got rid of the. Uh, symptoms and there was more energy. So I don't know astrologically what exactly was going on. But I do know that Pluto has been in sign of Capricorn for quite a while and so it's raising a ruckus with everything because Pluto is the planet of the underworld and it will uh, break down the structure and form of things. And Capricorn is an earth sign but it's also a very serious sign so that when Capricorn gets doing its business. It's the mountain goat. Climbs up to the top, falls off the other mm-hmm. side. No, well, I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> but it oh, climbs up the mountain. Ah. <laughs> and, um, oh, you know, like famous Capricorns include Elvis Presley, Richard mm. Nixon, Denzel Washington, mm. um, wow. Mary Tyler Moore, <laughs> Janet wow. Joplin. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's been, you know, Capricorn is an interesting sign that runs from the 22nd of December to the 19th of January. It's the shortest sign of the of the zodiac. But the um, and we're um, we're in it now. Mhm. Yeah, we're in it now. That we're in you know, Capricorn. The sun is in that constellation right now. It will be And all the names January. that you named such a uh, very very different personalities and very people. very different, very divergent personalities, yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. John Denver, Donna Summer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Couldn't be further <laughs> apart, you think, right? Yeah, you couldn't give Further apart in in musical styles than um, Donna Summer and John Denver. Yeah, <laughs> not the male. Mary Ann Faithful. If anybody remembers her, um, mm-hmm. she's a Capricorn. I'm trying to think who else. Oh, there's a lot of them. There's there's a yeah. there's a whole slew of Capricorns. Wow. The race. The human race keeps reproducing. So. <laughs> yep, and we keep being different from each other as possible. You know. There's so many similarities, but there's so many differences as humans. It's amazing. So, so I, I think that, you know, Pluto has had a profound effect because it went into Capricorn a few years back, but this year it really um, kind of raised havoc with some of the other um, 
other planets that are in different constellations that are kind of opposing it or what they call squaring it. And squares are conflict and tension. And there's been a few of those going on. Um, well, getting and, back to politics, we see we see definitely the parallel here. Yes, absolutely. And then you've got you know you've got people like Donald Trump, who's a Gemini, and Gemini's are very that's a dual sign. Um, mm-hmm. It's a mercurial sign, meaning that it's ruled by Mercury. Um, the mind, communication, and but it's short-term communication and quick. You know, like if a, if you get a Gemini and they're sarcastic, they're like Donald Trump. They'll just throw something out at you, but then they move on five minutes later. So they they're not you know they don't really internalize it. But then everybody else is left going, "Oh my God, what did you just say?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then well, you've got, that sounds oh, Trumpian. <laughs> very Trumpian. Trumpian. Yeah, very Trumpian. And then you've got some you know the other. I guess the two forerunners. Um, I'm not sure what Bernie Sanders is, but I know that Hillary Clinton's a Scorpio. Um, mm. And Scorpio is a water sign, it's supposed to, you know, emotional, but it's also Scorpio is kind of secretive, and I'm going to look up fiery too. Like they they have a temper, Scorpios. Yeah, Scorpios are water, but they're like hot water. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, don't be messing with the hill. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. She'll sting um, you. Yeah, they have a little. They have a stinger. Um, I'm trying to look up Bernie Sanders here on my iPad, but of course I live out in the country and I don't have Wi-Fi, so it may take <laughs> me the rest of the show to get this to come up. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, 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 wait, is that it? Okay, here he is. Let's see when his birthday um, is. It going to tell me? Oh, Bernie Sanders is my son. I didn't know that he's a Virgo. Oh wow! September 8th, 1941, Brooklyn, New wow. York. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that accent is Brooklyn. Yeah, he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> he is from Brooklyn. Definitely <laughs> he may so. have moved to Vermont. Everybody says, oh, he's from Vermont. No, he's from New York. <laughs> yeah, he is definitely a Brooklyn-type guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, a Virgo. Oh, that's interesting. So well, the media, that as we know, doesn't give him... What's that? Where does that leave him in all this? Well... I think the media is, you know, like trying to downplay him, and I think they're a little threatened by him. So you know, he doesn't really get the publicity. I mean, he draws huge crowds, but the, mm-hmm. the media doesn't really cover it. Well, you know what? He's not controversial, so they don't want to cover it because they want something. They want something that they can kind of paddle about. And, and yeah, but Hillary and Trump sparring with each other—that's much more controversial and makes more money for the um, for the news networks to report. Right, and Bernie Sanders and Trump would be like Brooklyn and Queens fighting each other. It would be interesting. Well, Virgo and, and Gemini <laughs> don't get along very well. Mm-hmm. So these two signs would really clash. If, if Sanders were the um, front-runner, for some reason, if Hillary didn't become the front-runner, which I find that I, I believe she will be, even though I'm not voting for her. I, and it's not because she's a woman. <laughs> it's not that at all. I, I, uh-huh. It's not a question of gender for me. It's a question of who do I think I... Can believe. Right. Um, so if it, let's let's look up um, Donald Trump just to make sure we know when his birthday is. Bernie Sanders is the eighth of September, and Donald Trump is anywhere around the eighth of June. Then they're going to be a direct head-on collision. So let's oh say, my goodness. We'll look this up. We'll babble until it comes up because, like I said, the Wi-Fi isn't here, so um, it's not it's not coming up yet. Again, it may take. 
don't know. <laughs> no, well, I'm still seeing Bernie's picture there. I'll I'll just talk while while that tries to uh, mm-hmm. find. Let's see. I may maybe I'll push that again. Go go find Trump. <laughs> anyway. Go go find Trump. <laughs> but don't bring him to my house. <laughs> right. So you know what was really funny? Um, our good friend Bernadette and I were mm-hmm. watching um, Saturday Night Live. You know, last mm-hmm. Saturday, and um, there was Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Um, Amy Poehler being Hillary Clinton and Tina Fey being Sarah Palin. <laughs> right. Oh my God. The wacky, the wackiness riot. that is Sarah Palin. <laughs> oh Lord. And. Uh, Amy Poehler and another actress on on Saturday Night Live. One was being Hillary from the last election, and this one mm-hmm. was Hillary from the current election. <laughs> well, so, so right. it was like when Hillary from the last election said, "I think I'll just use my cell phone." The other Hillary grabbed the cell phone, and snapped it, and threw it on the floor, and said, <laughs> said, "What did you do that for?" She goes, "Trust me, you'll be glad that I did." <laughs> you'll thank me in the future. So it's really funny. Oh. Let's look and see what it says. Go down here. June 14th. Yep, they're within oh. six degrees. It's within six degrees. Of, um, squares go six degrees either way. So if you have, yeah. like, if he's uh, September 8th, anybody uh, as, as far as um, June 2nd to the 8th or from the 8th to the 14th, and Donald Trump is the 14th of June. So wow. um, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are directly squared. So, so they are, Donald Trump was born in Queens. So is there something to be said about people being born in Queens and people born in Brooklyn? Is there a difference? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I think one thing about Virgo and Gemini, both are ruled by Mercury, the planet of communication of the mind, mm-hmm. you know, Mercury mm-hmm. the winged messenger. But um, Virgo is analytical and drawn out detail, and Gemini is very short, quick, quips and, and, you know, Gemini would rule, like, phone conversations or short emails, whereas Virgo would rule, would, would rule um, long biographies and long drawn-out speeches. Mm-hmm. So the difference in the two is that one covers a more comprehensive scope of communication, and Gemini, even though it gets to the point faster, which probably is less aggravating than some Virgo analysis, Gemini can sort of sometimes miss the finer points. Sorry, all you Geminis, I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> but, but as we can see in, you know, um, as as it plays out in life with uh, Trump, he's just like, Mexicans! <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and Bernie Sanders is like, let's look at this as a whole. I've got a plan here. But, you know. <laughs> and Trump's Trump just saying, like, no, just bar the gates, build the walls. Trap everybody, keep everybody from going out or in, and right. um, then we're just going to take in. Um, you know, my my fear is, you know, somebody. Not that I'm thinking, you know, he necessarily would do that, but if you get a really fanatical person, what's the, what's to say that we don't start having like internment camps like we had in, in World War Two? And I think that's what we're all kind of, you know, looking at the, those old scenarios and saying, you know what, here's somebody who can really you know, you go old school. <laughs> right, right. And bring the crazy back. Right, yeah. 
And and like, things are already jumpy enough without bringing any more crazy in. I mean, everybody's everybody's mm-hmm. a little, you know, looking a little bit over their shoulder you know, at times. I mean, I'm trying to remain peaceful and mm-hmm. vigilant at the same time. You know, like calm but but aware of my surroundings. But at the same right. time, it, you know, it if you take that to an extreme, then it turns into paranoia. You know, because then you're not just looking around and taking in your surroundings. You're just suspicious of everything. This is very true. But there's something interesting I think that is 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 seen but unseen in this in this whole thing that's happening with us. Like when it's time for something to die out, it does have a burst of energy. Like it fights tooth and nail to stay relevant. I and, totally agree. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. And it's and it just feels like because sometimes I feel like things are really changing and because they are changing, no one really loves change. Um, and there is something new coming in, and you see it with younger people, you know. You do. It's, and it's and and it's appropriate, you know. It is. But this old guard seems to be fighting the way we used to do things, the old way of doing things. It's is fighting so hard to stay relevant, but it can't. And that's kind of how I see Donald Trump and and some of these other people who are trying to run for office. They have no idea how to govern a future society. Mm -hmm. And they're just trying to use these old ways of being to kind of keep doing the same thing. It just Mm -hmm. feels like we should have advanced, but but the the oldest is trying to hold on so desperately. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. the, the Tea Party reminds me of you know, although they think they're new and the new voice, they're still an old voice. The Tea Party happened a long time ago, (laughs) the original one. And it was revolutionary in its time, but right now it just seems so not right. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, that's why there is so much craziness. Like you said, everything, you know, everything that doesn't want to die is trying to you know, swim to the foreground to say, no, 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 no. But that's, I, I keep hoping I'm going to see a renaissance in, on all quarters before I leave this world. But um, Me too. It remains to be seen, but I do think that, you know, I, I think you're right. Um, there are many young people who are extremely creative, extremely intuitive, um, mm-hmm. extremely compassionate. Um, you know, we a lot of people, myself included, have like said, "Oh my God!" When I go into a store, the the young people, the clerks, are so like on their cell phones, or they're they're not paying attention. But you know, I've seen a change. You know, locally here where I live, there's a new um, record store. You know, it's not a well, I call it a record store, but it's a media store, multimedia store, mm-hmm. which has you know, mm-hmm. Blu-rays and DVDs and vinyl, which has made a resurgence. Vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's coming back. Um, games and, and graphic novels and, and all sorts of wonderful things. And the people that work there, the young people that work there, are absolutely on top of things. And they remember your mm-hmm. name and they're personable. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, I, I can't give my old argument of f- five years ago and say, what is wrong with, you know, and be an old fart and say, you know, what's wrong with the younger generation? Because um, mm-hmm. it is, there isn't. It, it's really, it is really changing. I can see it. It in is those little ways. Yeah, and it's those little ways that are trying to give you hope. Like it's not really, you know, it looks bad now. I know. <laughs> but 
there is something happening, you know, in the background that's really changing. So pay attention to that. I, I'm, you know, my daughter's just turned 20, and she's a very interesting girl and has some interesting concepts of, you know, the world and life. And and and, and she also says there, there are kids, people of her generation, who are, you know, she can't understand. You know, some there there is always going to be that segment who represents the more negative aspects. And she just feels like, you know, they are too sensitive in some areas, especially on the Internet and how they, you know, talk about things and rally around something is not for the betterment. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, you know, her and I've met some other young people, like in their 20s and 30s, early, like just 30, you know, late 20s, and they're so creative and interesting and really want to do good things in the world and, and not just want to, but are doing good things in the world. And that gives me so much hope and inspiration. So I, I, I do see it happening, but, you know, like you said, it's underreported by the media. It's not salacious enough. It's not tingly enough mm-hmm. for us. Well. But, I mean, I have to face the fact that I am an elder now. <laughs> not really, not really. But not really. I mean, really, well, that uh, that concept of age is, is uh, mm-hmm. yes, your physical body ages, but you know what? We're really ageless. We really are. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, okay, the physical vehicle may go through many things. It may break down. It may go through mm-hmm. horrible disease. It may go through Alzheimer's, whatever. But you know that it, that indwelling energy that is always us before, during, and after the lifetime um, really has it's ageless. It just is. Yeah. It's, I always think when like, people say, "Oh, an old soul," what they I think what they're referring to is somebody that has wisdom. They're, they're saying mm-hmm. maybe somebody that reincarnated, reincarnated enough times to learn certain lessons if they if they believe in reincarnation. Um, mm-hmm. So I think old soul just is just synonymous with the the um, the sham the wise old shaman of the tribe or the mm-hmm. you know the old witch doctor or the old um, the, sage. the older the elder of the tribe who who carries the stories of the history of the people. Mm-hmm. I think that's what old soul really means. Yeah, so. and uh, and and that's awesome. You know, because even when you talk, I know a little kid down the street who's like five years old. He reminded he reminded me that he is not six yet <laughs> because I went to his birthday party, and he is he's you know he fits into that category of old soul. I've been here before, and because he's still so young, he still remembers how, you know, the freshness and the newness of life. But he really has a lot of lessons to teach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just being, you know, and I think five and six year old are like the perfect age. You know everything. You know everything there is to know. It's really pretty simple. <laughs> Why don't you just do it, people? So I really trust five year olds. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not to drive your car. <laughs> right. But in most things, I trust them. <laughs> I trust yeah, their too. opinion. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they're they're unfiltered. Yeah. 
It's pure. I go, well, it's genuine. You, I'm like, well, it must be right if you said it because you're five and you know everything. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, now go, going on to a familiar topic, if I can transition here. Um, oh, yeah, please. A friend last night who was visiting, she, well, she lives all over the place. She lived, She was from here. She went out to California. She stayed there longer than she thought. She's here visiting, mm-hmm. but I think she's returning to the West Coast. She um, sent me a little um, text message last night saying, did you see... Did you see the five glowing orbs that you know suddenly shot off into the sky? And I'm going, what, 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 what? Wow! <laughs> so I said, Where? and she was only like 18 <laughs> miles south of me. So she was in this other little town on the border of Massachusetts and really? New Hampshire. And so I said, well, there were two bright lights that went over here. And she said, well, two of them broke away and shot off in your direction. So again, wow. um, she, you know, she felt, and you know. I, now you know what will she felt that we're being visited, but you know by you know visitors. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think that you know what what if it ever made the media, what they would say is, oh no, it's Westfield Air Force Base down in Massachusetts. They're just doing maneuvers. Well, I don't think Westfield Air Force Base would be doing maneuvers on Christmas night. <laughs> no, no, they need a little time off too, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that these lights qualify. She showed she took a picture with her cell phone, and obviously really? they weren't jets. They were they were white orbs. I could, you know, see wow. it in the, in the photo. Um, and before I left to go to California earlier in the uh, back in the late summer, um, I was sitting here one night um, in my house. It was about eleven o'clock. I had the TV on. I, I was going to shut it off because the news came on. I don't. The news is just too depressing. And something mm-hmm. like urged me to go open the front door. Now we don't use our front door. We come in through the side. So it, so mm-hmm. I unlocked the front door, slid it open. And I looked out, and it was a beautiful, clear night, and there were stars, and there was a big dipper over to my right. And I looked straight ahead over these these trees you know, that are down by the church, which is two minutes walking distance from my house. And I thought, oh, that's a pretty little cluster of stars. And all of a sudden, one of them started moving straight up slowly, and then it did a squiggle, and then it did an arc and took off. What? So I said, oh. And I said, hmm. Some, something wanted me to see that because I was mm-hmm. just sitting minding my business in my chair. I wouldn't have even thought to open, you know, why would open I? Open the door. Yeah, I wouldn't have opened the door and, and gone out unless I wanted to go for a walk. But, you know, I used to walk at night around here, but I don't anymore because you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of animals and a lot of strange people, too. <laughs> so right. I don't go for too many <laughs> night walks alone or, around here. You know, it's pretty remote mm-hmm. out here, but you still have to be careful. And, yeah. Um, I take my chances more walking in the city because you've got crowds of people. But here, you're pretty much on mm-hmm. your own. If a bear comes out, there's not, not much you right. can do. So I just thought that was very interesting. And so all, all fall and during this first week of winter, I had been thinking about that light that I had seen. And I, and I felt like there were more of them around. And then the mm-hmm. friend confirmed it, you know, because I said, oh, I think they're around. I told somebody this the other day, so I feel them, feel them, whoever them is. I, I mm-hmm. feel them around, and then the friend um, reported that she'd seen this. So I thought it was interesting. Um, but it's interesting I, I to me also too. that it doesn't make the news very often anymore because unless it's by an airport or so obvious that, you know, like hundreds of people see it, it doesn't make yeah. the media because they kind of disregard sightings like that as as people being delusional or like, 
mistaking a star or a plane or some other or an asteroid or a meteor for being an, an mm-hmm. object. That's you know. That's but I recently think. heard them like there was a report on the news about people seeing something in the sky, and then they reported it as debris burning up from a Soviet satellite. Yes, I saw that too. And was that in Scandinavia? I think so. Because a Scandinavian friend sent me a picture of something that was just plain odd. It was like it was like if you took a pinwheel and you and you started spinning the pinwheel from the center out. So there there was there were these circles going up from the center out and mm-hmm. you know, a spiral wheel and it was all glowing and they said, Oh, that was a rocket um burning out and a lot of other people said the same thing. So perhaps it was, but it just suddenly appeared over the skies. I think in Norway it was. And wow. That would certainly get my attention if I looked up me, the window and I me thought... Me like, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh I'd be God. like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it prompted me last night to go on, like, um, one of the UFO reporting sites. To, mm-hmm. And I put in my state, New Hampshire, to see how many reports had actually been filed in the last two to three years. And because, you know, because they really don't make the news. I was shocked. There were sightings like every, just about every week. Every week there were oh, you're several kidding. sightings. And it gave the town and the time, of course, not the person that reported it. They, they, were, they were kept, you know, private. Right. But it gave a description of what they saw. Some of them really obviously were things that are unexplainable. Others were probably meteors or asteroids or you know, a jet craft or something being mistaken for an um, an unusual object. But, but a I have a question. What's that? Were any of the descriptions similar? Or were they yeah. varied descriptions? Yeah, some of them oh. that would describe a certain type of orb were, were similar. And you you could actually measure the distance between the towns where they were seen. And it would make sense, just like my friend saying, well, the orb, mm-hmm. two of the orbs shot off last night toward, I'm, I'm north of her, toward your direction. So I think mm-hmm. what I saw probably were the two orbs, but I just thought maybe they were meteors. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she t- described that there were five of them and the two of them broke away and went in an opposite direction, I said, well, meteors don't necessarily, you know, play games like No. Right. So. <laughs> like, you go this way, I'll go that way. Gotcha. Roger that. <laughs> yeah, we'll meet, we'll meet back at the, at the house. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, that's, we'll that's something I wanted to mention because it was, it was interesting to me that, you know, and it's Christmas night, you know, so. Yeah. That actually, is very you know, interesting. It was the two wise men. <laughs> they, uh, the three three wise men and the other two, we didn't know the about that the other way. They'll be ready when I you get know. back. You guys go. <laughs> um, that's that's really very interesting. Maybe maybe it's um, drones, and they're keeping an eye on the presidential candidates because this is the primary state, so we're always having the presidential <laughs> right, candidates here. <laughs> That's right. Blame it, we have blame to it watch out for our New Hampshire people. Yeah, blame it on Donald Trump. He sent them up. <laughs> he did it. He does everything. Keep an eye on all his uh, competitors. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> He's in cahoots with the aliens. Speaking of oh Trump, I'm looking at my I, I, iPad um, where the notifications come in, and apparently mm-hmm. um, it says Donald Trump got viciously personal in his attacks on Hillary Clinton. So I don't know how he could get any more personal because he already he already he already, oh my uh, God. yeah yeah because she took a bathroom break he made a very foul comment about that. 
So and why? Why? What? We all have to take bathroom breaks. <laughs> I think it's because of the the, the length of time she was gone. <laughs> oh Lord. So I don't know. And he said that's disgusting. And I'm thinking, well, look, I'm just announcing it is disgusting too. <laughs> I yeah. mean, how not disgusting was it to bring it up? <laughs> yeah, it really is because, I mean, good grief. <laughs> it's a fact of life. It is. Uh... And, and you know what's really funny? This is how ironic things are. It says, Donald Trump got viciously personal in his attacks on Hillary Clinton. And then just below it, it says, there's more to life than being happy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, a, that's a strange juxtaposition there. Yeah. Like being unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so All going, right. What? <laughs> okay. So crazy. So crazy. So what do we think about 2016? We need some sparkly magic. What's up? <laughs> well, yeah, we we really we really need to not repeat the the, the crazy stuff that was going on last year. I think everybody is sick of. You know, anticipating the next shooting, whether it be um, a racial thing or whether it be a mad person going in and shooting people at random in a public place. I mean, unfortunately, I I don't want to add to the negativity, but I don't think those things will stop, you know, necessarily Mm -hmm. completely. But one could hope that we would have far less of that because, I mean, like, come on. People are just trying to live their lives, and you know, if I, I want to go to the movies, I don't, I don't want to die in the middle of Star Wars. <laughs> Thank really you. Like, I've been waiting for this. I want to see how it ends. Ah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm. It's just like such a reckless disregard for I, you know, like the people who kind of commit these acts. They, it's almost like. There's a disregard for their own life. They, they really do. They really. It's like they're martyring their own lives in, in, you know, and putting their lives aside. But I think their lives are pretty disturbed to begin with, probably. So maybe, maybe, maybe this is a callous thing to say, but maybe it's not so hard for them to do that because maybe that gives them the purpose they think they're missing otherwise. And yeah, um, I can see how someone could. You know. But it's an open invitation to the media to exploit it. And the minute right. that shooting in San Bernardino happens, um, all of a sudden you've got the media, and before they even have the facts, going, it's got to be ISIS, it's got to be ISIS. Well, yeah. they're going, well, you don't know that yet, so don't put that in people's heads because you're going to inspire other people to go off the deep, you know, stop it. But they right. don't stop. You know, so, I mean, anybody could pledge to the Catholic Church or ISIS or, um, you know, the, or the... Uh, you know, cancer research fund. I mean, that doesn't right. mean that they've given the money to the research fund. It doesn't mean that if they pledge to ISIS that they're in contact directly with anybody. I mean, I don't know. I mean, just kind of, you know, it's like, why, why fuel, why fan that fire? Why do that? Get everybody yeah. up in arms. Um, then you get people like Trump speaking up saying, well, you know, we're going to have to, you know, restrict all people from the you know, Middle East or, or at least all Muslims from coming in. And, that, and that's just, that's, that doesn't make any sense. When the mothership comes and hovers over, <laughs> <laughs> all this will seem pretty not important. <laughs> Speaking of motherships, did you see um, there was a three-night mini-series I saw called that. Childhood Zen? 
Yes, I saw that. They should win a that Emmy was, for the for the makeup. Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> when they reveal, I was the, like, "That's too close to yeah." Yeah, too real. When the alien <laughs> outed himself and revealed what he looked like. It was like, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, right. He's like, I don't think they're ready to see me. <laughs> it's like I, you're like a nine foot tall, uh, classic, uh, you know, it's Satan. <laughs> yeah, basically. And he's like, I don't think they're ready to see me yet. <laughs> they're they they won't be accepting of my appearance at this point in time. I was like, what? Okay. But it was very. And I'm not sure what I really thought. But what what was? I, I mean, I know Arthur C. Clarke wrote it, and he died a few years ago, so I can't ask him what his intention was. But the way that they you know told the story, I, I don't know how true it is to the book because I confess I have not read Childhood Then. But yeah, it was written in 1953, um, so it's almost as old as I am. But I'm thinking that you know the ending. What are they actually saying with the ending? Because you know, you know, not to reveal it for other people who haven't seen it, but the ending right. made its own statement. I mean, are they saying that these beings thought that they were doing their work, the correct work? Because they actually didn't react maliciously; they reacted sort of quizzically as they were watching what was happening. And I'm right. thinking, and they did provide years of peace for the for humanity, even though it was kind of forced on humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the moral of the story? <laughs> that we failed? That, that human humanity was a bad experiment or something? You, you know, I I remember one of the lines was there's a new there's been a new direction mm-hmm. for you. There's been a new what was planned for you is like scrap. <laughs> we, there's something else. There's a new plan. Well, they also had brought out the 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 point that a lot of new age people, a lot of quantum physicists, and a lot of other religious groups, you know, people down through the ages have said that you know when you physically pass, that you know the spirit or the energy, let's just call it the energy that you are, um, never energy never dies. Mm-hmm. So. They probably didn't feel like they were committing, you know, murder. They felt that right. they were just changing the energy. Yeah, because yeah, because there was so much bad energy, and people, yeah. you know, even 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 when they had given Earth this new, happy, healthier existence, there were still people who had, you know, bad intentions. Yeah. Yes, like that publisher who was really trying to pulled his own little schemes and kept... Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, you know, the, the humans didn't have the power or the um, abilities that that the um, that these, I guess you would say, aliens, <laughs> for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, right. um, had. So I just thought, I just, you know, I don't know, it just seemed to tie into what we were saying. It seemed very very interesting about you asking about 2016 and change. I don't think the aliens mm-hmm. are going to come down and, you know, Necessarily um, begin the you know the beginning of the end for this planet with aliens landing and all that. Right. But I'm I am wondering, and I'm not a, yeah. I'm not trying to be crazy and I'm not trying to be a new ager, but I am wondering that if in the next few years that it isn't going to become more um, factual that they can actually prove that there has been contact with with other beings, other I guess you would say races of beings mm-hmm. you know, from other worlds because 
to me, it's it's a no-brainer that this can't be the only little orb in uh, the galaxy. I was about to say that. How and and in in some ways, how sad is that if if we're the only game in town? You know. Yeah, that would be very very odd and very. <laughs> that really would make us kind of a a freak show. Cause it's like, oh yeah. Look. Life sprang up over here, <laughs> and nothing anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, nothing like this. So I think that, and they've already proven that. You know, maybe not right next door as our neighbors, but the light, many, many, many light years away, that there are other worlds that have conditions for similar life forms as ourselves. So, mm-hmm. well, maybe totally different. You know yes, that. Yeah. And my sometimes I think you know we're looking from our vantage point. If if um, worlds, planets have such different atmosphere and such different, you know, why would I think that I could go to another planet and know what's there, who's there, and how they exist based on what's happening on the planet that I live on giving it, given its conditions? You know, maybe I can't vis- visually see that environment because I have my own set of circumstances that I exist in. Maybe they have their own set of circumstances that they exist in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, maybe I, I can't pre- perceive that from what I got <laughs> going on. I don't know. I I I, I think they're maybe similar, but I don't think they're going to be. Ex- I don't think no matter what the conditions are on the other, it would just be like somebody from Indiana and somebody from Vermont. I mean, they're they're humans. They share the same, you know, some of them share the same DNA, but living in the mm-hmm. two environments, the way the social order has set itself up will be different. Um, so I think it's the I'm like, thing. what if somebody came and, and was plopped into the Mojave Desert? What would they think Earth is? Oh, that's true, because it's very, you know, that can be beautiful, but also very barren. Mm-hmm. And if they landed in the middle of New York City, <laughs> right? They'd be like, "Get me out of here!" <laughs> what is this? Or Alaska? Because this planet has such very, you know, ecosystems. Like right. if you plop somebody anywhere, they would be, they would have different reactions to what this really was if they've never experienced it before. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we okay. went to Mars. We don't know what we were in. We were just, like, on Mars, somewhere on Mars. We don't know what the rest of it looks like or underneath it looks like. They may, there may be a thriving, bustling, you know, situation underground. Underground, <laughs> like, that's what too- some people are speculating. Yeah, they're like, yeah. it's too hot up there. Why are you up there? <laughs> and what about some of the uh, one of the astronauts that um, did visit the moon, supposedly, visited the moon, mm-hmm. and said that, you know, the audio of the transmission that was given in 1969, part of it crackled and popped on our end because they had actually blanked out part of the audio because somebody said, oh, look, they're watching us, pointing to <laughs> other vehicles that were floating around. God. <laughs> so, I mean... These are things that we're not going to be told. I don't know why the government thinks they have ultimate control. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of foolish because when you take the government, what is the government? It's a group of other humans. Guys, yeah, group, group of people. If they have any more, you know, ability or intelligence or 
any greater claim to Authority. life on this planet than the rest of us, and that's really kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we're no we're no lesser or greater than each other, and we really are. You know, I'm looking at something funny here. I'm, I'm just going to comment on this. I've got my iPad open here, and, of course, I'm in New Hampshire, and, of course, you're in New York, and we're mm-hmm. having unseasonably mild, you know, temperatures so far. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, we can speculate about global warming and, and you know, or whatever, but somebody posted a picture <laughs> of a New Hampshire snowman. <laughs> With, with his dog, Duncan the dog. <laughs> and Duncan the dog has a little um, bandana around his neck. It's a little red bandana, and he looks like a little uh-huh. eagle. And he's uh-huh. standing next to three boulders that have been placed on top of each other with little um, <laughs> wires sticking out with gloves and a carrot at the top. And so it's a snowman made out of three boulders. Oh, my God, because there's no because snow. Because there's no snow here. <laughs> Like, okay. Like we want a snow. Well, we want a Boulder Man because we don't have any snow now. <laughs> no, and that's we want a Rock El, Man. We we currently have El Nino out on the you know in the Pacific heating up the mm-hmm. water there, which is basically contributing to what's happening here, but it's causing in other areas them to have violent blizzards. So yes, like Northern California went went crazy with the snow. Yeah. It's the yep. same state, but they are having two different weather events. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, I mean, El Nino is—it's um, not—it's not the hand. Well, it is, but I mean, it isn't the hand of God coming down and saying, "Okay, I'm going to scare you by messing everything up." It's right. Just, you know, but it's but like it's a little like, kid doing the, doing the weather. Mother Nature had to go to Miss um, Jane's house for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> got a hold of her weather kit. I'm hoping, it, I'm hoping she stays at Miss Jane's house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ski. I'm one of the few people here that doesn't ski and doesn't like snow, and I don't have that. I don't have that stubborn New England attitude, Northern New England attitude of like, well, if you don't like it, leave. You know, I don't have that. Right. I'm like, like I don't yeah, like bring, it. Just Give me some El Nino. Right back into springtime, please. <laughs> right. Just give me some more El Nino. Keep playing, kids. <laughs> but you know what's really good? The longer we have this, I know it won't produce a really vibrant spring, supposedly, but the longer mm-hmm. we have this, the shorter the time winter has to wallop us. <laughs> right. Because you guys really get kicked in the we teeth really, with the last weather. Last year we got it November 2nd, and it didn't let up until, like, April. And that's wow. that's too much. Yeah, that's a lot of winter. That's like Alaska. <laughs> and we really get yeah, we really get winter here. And not maybe like they do in Minnesota, but pretty close. Yeah. So I remember a here. friend of mine in high school went um upstate to Albany to school and we we're like, Well, how's school there? He's like, I wanna die <laughs> <laughs> It started snowing in September. I was like, Ooh Ooh, that's not good. No, he's like you. You want to come so bad. I mean, when you're trick or treating in the snow, it's not. It's kind of takes right. the whole. You, <laughs> you may or may not trick which is No. Or monsters because you got maybe snow. ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only ones who can get around, <laughs> and the witches. But you know, that can't be fun. That cannot be fun. Oh my goodness! Well. 
Um, I'm trying to think. Go back to your original question, 2016. Oh, 216. What? Well, one thing that's inevitable is where I live, we're going to get, we are already bombarded. Every commercial on television here is, is Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz or John Kasich from Ohio or, let's see, mm-hmm. Chris Christie or Hillary uh, mm-hmm. or Bernie. Every commercial is a political commercial here because it's the primary state. Right. So we just have person after person after person bombarding us. Jeb Bush, I forgot about him because he's kind of fallen by the wayside in some ways. Yeah. Um, Even though right next to where I get my hair cut, they're setting up a Jeb headquarters, so he'll probably come bopping through there someday, and I might accidentally encounter him, which I don't... You'll get to see the Jeb Bush. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) But the good um, thing about... 2016 is that some of this will be over at some point yes yes and mm-hmm. once the primary has moved on and, and you know you'll have the Iowa caucuses which there's more people in Iowa so the media will probably pay more attention plus Iowa is the heartland and they're going to pay attention more to what the heartland thinks because the heartland is pretty consistent in its conservative nature so mm-hmm. you know New Hampshire I think if, there was an article in the local paper today that said is New Hampshire really, you know, any kind of, you know, important barometer anymore? And, and I would say that, you know, yes, maybe technically it's important to some degree, but really not overall. Because mm-hmm. I mean, until recently we didn't have anybody living here. <laughs> so right. Only in the last 15 years that people actually moved here. Moved here, like let's let's move to Vermont. Okay. Yeah. Pretty wide so, open now. I I don't know. It's just kind of odd. You know that that makes a good point when you mentioned Vermont. Um, if the primaries were in Vermont, which is a, considered a very liberal state, where we're mm-hmm. more of a conservative state here, um, we used to be a red state, but we've just gone over the line to being a blue state. But we used to be red. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Vermont. If the primary was over there, you know, and Bernie Sanders being from Vermont, be a whole different story. Yeah. Wow. It would be a whole different story, but it's not, so we can't change it. Maybe in the alternate universe, that it's um, it's in Vermont. It is very important. <laughs> but <laughs> like like you said, people are moving to New Hampshire now. There's a whole new wave of people coming. So yeah, that they might are. Affect, they are moving. Now there's the winters. They want to be here because you know, the it's, cold it's, is. number one, there's no sales tax here. That's oh, like that. okay. So if you buy a, let's say you buy a Blu-ray movie for fourteen ninety-nine, you pay fourteen ninety-nine. Fourteen ninety-nine. That's it. That's so weird. It's very. I mean, weird. here in New York, like clothes, uh, you know, a uh, hundred dollars or less, you don't pay tax. But okay. hundred dollars, more than a hundred dollars, you pay tax on that. But still, that's yeah. you know. My mom there are, there are some, there, there, in some places there's a meals tax here, so you will oh. buy something and it might be more expensive because of the meal. Like if you go to a restaurant, you probably pay a meal. Yeah. But, My mom uh, posed a question to me once, and I was like, "That's after she we finished talking, I was like, that's really interesting. She mm-hmm. said, so, you know, when you get paid from your various things you do, what do they take out of that? I was like, taxes. She's like, right. And when you go to the store and grocery shop, what do you pay on, on the grocery shop? I was like, taxes. 
system when you go to McDonald's, what do you pay at the you know once you they add up what you ordered? I'm like taxes, and she said yeah. And every time you buy something, what do they add to that? I was like taxes. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so here in New York, we pay tax on everything. And you know it's set up strangely because you know if you ask you know well, where do the taxes go? Oh well, it goes to our roads, it goes to our schools, it goes to does it really? Uh, thank you. I'm like we pay a whole we we bet and she says so how far do you think that money is going? How much do you when you get the money? How much of that is actually your money? I'm like none of it. <laughs> Well, here's a good one. Like, here's here's a good example. Where I live, um, the the whole structure throughout the state is that you pay your property tax, meaning your homeowners tax, Mm -hmm. according to how many students in your community, in in your town or city, goes to public school. Really. And so. You can live in a little town like I live in a little town of 700 people. It's there's not a lot of wealth here, not very mm-hmm. little, but um, a lot fact, of kids. There's quite a bit of poverty. They close the ele- now. This is really strange. This is really strange. I don't understand their thinking, but it wasn't done by um, by me anyway. It was done by somebody that moved in from outside and joined the um, school board. They decided mm-hmm. to close the elementary school here because they said it wasn't worth it to keep it open and pay teachers. Yet they have the highest math and reading scores in the county, but they closed it. Um, really? My, the high school I went to was a cooperative high school, so I had to travel 45 minutes on a school bus either way. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, just below me is the city of Keene, which has about 24,000, 25,000 people. I didn't go to school there. I went south of there. So I had to travel through that city to my high school. Yeah, that's Why? Um, because that's the way that they voted on it, and they they voted to join because Keene didn't want our town in their school district at that point. Oh dear. So what happened recently is you know the closed like I said they closed the elementary school. The, the elementary students now all are shipped um, 13 miles to another town. The high school students because now we have joined we have left our school our cooperative district now we're part of Keene again. So the students here are going to Keene. Which, but that means we have no school of our own. So theoretically, shouldn't our taxes have gone? Property taxes have gone down if we're paying. Yeah. Them. But no, they went up. So that my mother owns the house I'm in, and it's a very modest, very. It's not a big house. It has mm-hmm. like a acre of land around it. And we have 21 acres of land down the down the road that we own that probably will either I'll build on it or I'll go into conservation eventually. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she pays. Seven thousand dollars property taxes. Wow! Now that doesn't make any sense because no. you know this is not a mansion by any means. This is right. very very small. Um, but seven thousand dollars for you know for the privilege of having the privacy of owning your home, which in this state you know it doesn't make sense according to the wage that she earns. She's a retired school nurse, you know. Mm-hmm. And and my father, who was deceased, was a machine shop worker. So they were, you know, they were, you know, working mm-hmm. class people. Right. But they paid seven thousand dollars or more in property taxes. That's, that's crazy. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. 
So yeah, there's a lot of wacky. You know, there's a lot of stuff happening in our country that's real that doesn't really make sense. But at the same time, people are going to Washington who are supposed to represent you, and they're missing the finer points and issues of your state. Here in New York, you know, now homelessness is is very. It's always a, a important issue, and mm-hmm. our mayor was on TV talking about he didn't know that there was a problem that parents, you know, families who were in shelters were in shelters so far away from their children's schools. Like some of these families, kids are taking three to four trains to get to their school. So that means if school starts at 8, 8.30, then you have to, your kids have to get up at 4 to get dressed, to get breakfast or or whatever, you know, the routine is, and take the trains and factor in delays and, you know, problems or you miss a a connection to get to your school on time. That's that's totally crazy. Where they won't send them a school bus because they put them in these locations, but they won't send a school bus to that location to pick up these children who live so far away. And he's like, wow, I didn't know that was happening. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, how could you not have known it was happening? Right. And, you know, I, I did the same. Of, the equivalent of that was that I would have to get up at 5 in the morning to mm-hmm. take, a, you know, a six, you know, 6.30 bus to travel an hour to school. Yeah. So by the time you get to school, you've are, you're already, you know, you're already tired by the time you get there. Yeah, right. And you better have eaten, you know, your breakfast before you go because... They don't provide breakfast, you know. It's like no. And then the lunches they provided, we all know what that was like. That was worse than probably <laughs> prison food. <laughs> right there, you go. It wasn't prison country club. better. <laughs> and we're talking, you know, a, a country high school. We're not talking like a lavish. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't totally awful, but you know, it was built in '62. So they said, well, so by the time I went there, it was considered, you know, it was a. It was grade 7 through 12, so it was both your junior, senior, which mm-hmm. was also weird because you were 12 years old and you were in with people that were 18 or 19, you know, that right. both that stayed back. And they were, yeah, it was really weird. It was just totally weird, totally weird. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's how they do it from place to place. I'm sure if you get to some, like, rural areas of Idaho or North Dakota, it's probably even stranger. Yeah. But, you and know, then you get to other that... cities, you know, you get to the city structure, and the city structure has its own deficits, like you said, students traveling, you know, three or four trains and having to get up at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, and then and you these wonder are not, why. These are little children. These are like, you know, like six-year-olds, five-year-olds. Five-year-olds, and they're having to get the train themselves. Yeah. And then they wonder why test scores aren't, you know, as up as they should be. Well, you know, people, the whole, the whole methodology of just living and coping with life and the routine that you have to live, you know, <laughs> how can you be a genius on top of <laughs> Right. But, you know, there was a little girl that they interviewed, and I was like, you can't defeat her. She's invincible. They asked her about um, what is she, you know, what her life is like. She, she said, well, you know, life has lots of challenges, and I think somehow I'm hoping that this will just make me a stronger person and I'll learn to persevere through adversity. <laughs> She's nine years old. God. You can't beat her. You cannot defeat that. 
you're that turning, is amazing. You know, in a sense, you're turning your children into adults too early. Yeah. They don't really get to have a childhood. Yeah, and childhood ends, right? Yeah. But, you know, there are these kids out there who are, you know, just making, you know, and, and kids are resilient. It's mm-hmm. not that we have to make these um things happen to them that are so unfair that they have to be resilient. But they are resilient. Thank goodness. But, you know, the ones who are in in a position to change things and make things better, I mean, good grief, do it. <laughs> Just do it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a lot. And I think these are some of the issues that have come up in 2015. You know, like my daughter, she was in a, in a school where they had um, uh, they had to take religion. And in taking religion, there were some interesting things about this that you know I I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. They had to um, they had to look up words and see what they really meant. And so the word apocalypse was really scary to her. And she's like, Mom, could you look it up for me? Because I'm really scared to see what that means. Mm-hmm. And, when I, and when I did look it up, it was very interesting what I found. And um, its origins are in Greek. Mm-hmm. And it means the, the pulling back of the veil. And so oh, as, really? Wow. Yeah. It doesn't mean destruction, but it means the pulling back of the veil, the seeing of the truth. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You know, you see what's behind the curtain. Right, you see what's behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and this was, this was interesting because this was a, about 2008, and this was when Obama was elected president the first time. Mm-hmm. And we and there was a lot, and I was like, well, this is what is meant by pulling back of the veil, because we learned so much about our political structure. I think at that point, mm-hmm. you know, we had no idea what, um, you know, this is when the red and blue states was, you know, came about. Mm-hmm. Um, the electrical college, the electrical college, whatever the phrase is, um, we found we we were educated about what that was because we didn't care before. And there's just been so many, you know, what our banking structures, what Wall Street was doing. All this was being revealed to, like, the average person, you know, to see what is going on behind the structures that we didn't we didn't care about because we're like, oh, that's over my head, you know? What was happening with Wall Street? The finance um, mortgage scandals happened. We found out about how people were duping us into buying homes we couldn't afford with the idea that we couldn't afford them and we would only be in them for five years at the most because this would all explode. It would balloon and you couldn't afford it. And I told somebody this once before. They were like, oh, and they were in in this business. And I was like, you know, we're having this explosion, but people don't realize that they're only going to have these homes for five or six years. But to the people who are doing this to them, that's fine because they're just going to turn this over and recycle it. So this um, apocalypse has been the pulling back of like the veil of of what was acceptable before but when we see what's behind it we're like that's not acceptable anymore mm-hmm. so I think that's some of um, 2015 what we see is acceptable practice or behavior is not okay anymore right I agree 
I totally agree. I've seen it in myself. <laughs> you know, ways that I think and ways that I've behaved just mm-hmm. I can't it, it has that's the end it has to stop stop yeah I agree with you on that you know I do agree with you on that it's like uh, no this, and that hasn't been working for me has it <laughs> so I gotta stop doing that that has oh not my been God. working for me well, I know I know we've wandered all over everywhere. We've covered, you know, we've covered the the, the gamut and everything. And yes. It's not because, you know, it's not because I think I'm wise about everything. I just have a, a lot of observations and a lot, and probably a lot of opinions and hopefully some insights into things. Mhm. Absolutely. But, um, but at least if we're doing that, it shows we're not brain dead that we really do want to meet the challenges of being alive and trying to be alive in the in the highest quality fashion that we can be, you know. Mm-hmm. And that we can have discussion. You yeah. know, we can express what we think are our best ideas or our best And that we need thoughts. an exchange of ideas. We can't just, you know, go around only with our own thoughts. We have to, yeah. to be open and listen to what other people have to say, both good, bad, and indifferent, so that we can mm-hmm. perhaps modify and, I would say, refine our, our thinking. I like that. Refine your thinking. Yeah. And there should be more of that. There really does need to be more of that. And just plain love. Love. There you go. And you know what? It's like a nice little word, but it means a whole lot. (laughs) It does. It's all-encompassing, I think. Yeah. And I think that's why that word came into existence, because it's like, don't make it complicated. It's a simple idea with simple actions attached to it. Just love. And we all get it. So as we go into 2016, what 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 are your hopes for 2016? I'm just curious. Oh, wow. I, I really, let's see, that's a good question. My hopes for 2016 is that um, we come to appreciate our humanity, that we're all human beings, that there's not this separation um, between us and that, you know, we're saying black lives matter, this life. We, we, uh, one day we'll all be free. And when, when we look at that aspect of, of ourselves, our, then we're all free. You know, yeah. when you oppress another person, you don't free yourself. You're no more free than they are. Exactly. I, I, I totally agree. Because you're tied to their, to their, you know, disadvantage, their slavery, their, you know, un- them un- being unappreciated as another human being. You're tied to that. Mm-hmm. So if we can all somehow, I'd like to see that that, you know, each and every one of us kind of sees ourselves as, like you said, equal as another person is equal in in each and every way, then you're free to be you just as they're free to be them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and just everybody have a a stake in, in being happy. How about you? What do you want to see for two? And I want more money. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, I want millions of dollars. No. <laughs> I want more money next year. 
Well, I would like to be solvent enough to just pay my bills without going, <gasps> where's this one coming from? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's all. I mean, I really, I, I don't need a fleet of cars. I don't need, um, mm-hmm. I, I really, yeah, I just, I want equity for people. I want, I, I just think poverty is the most unnecessary thing in the whole world. Why can't this be balanced out? Why can't it be? Maybe I'm the, the most unrealistic idealist in the universe, but I think why why should there be this inequity of of if money is the medium of exchange, then what are we doing wrong um, other than human greed? What, what are we doing wrong? Well, why are we allowing human greed? Come on. Right. <laughs> Right. When I see somebody sleeping in a cardboard box on the street, which you know is that's that's here even in, out in the country as it is in the city. I mean, there are people mm-hmm. here that are just sleeping in rags behind grocery stores. One mm-hmm. guy, you know, died because his little his little makeshift thing caught on fire and he was killed. Wow. You know, locally, and that that doesn't need to be happening. And he was a you know he was a um, military veteran and he had. You know, he had had mental health issues, and he was living out in back of this um, supermarket. And um, the people that actually owned the land of the supermarket, now that was interesting because there was it was a brother and a sister, both married and living in different places. And the sister wanted all the people out, and the brother wanted to accommodate them, so he tried to kick money in to open up a, a shelter for people. And the city mm-hmm. allowed the shelter, but they only allow it for one. It's called the 100 night shelter. And then once oh. the uh, 100 days are done each year, then they're they're, they're kicked back out. <laughs> which, what? Which is kind of like really. So okay. it's sort of like saying, well, you know, we're, we're putting up the image of you know being humanitarian, but then, you know, it's a contract so that when we're done, you have to go, you know, go back to being right. Sleeping in behind the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 interesting to say. Yeah, say the least. <laughs> it's interesting. Not always like yay, interesting. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. like the aliens in childhood. Then they come down and say, "Okay, you know, we're going to show you how to do it the right way, but we're going to make you right. do it." Yes. Which, you know. And, and we it, don't want that. We don't really no. want that. You have to come to it willingly because if you do it by force, it's not really getting done. Mm-mm. It's just like, you know, drug addiction. If you're not really serious about managing or getting that reined in, um, you're going to definitely use again. Right. So interesting. So we've like made the world really happy. <laughs> but there is, but you know, in all of this crazy, there there are wonderful things happening. There are good things happening, and they're so underreported. They're so under. They are you know? underreported, or they're reported kind of in a corny way at the end of a newscast. Yeah, and I go, and today, you know, it's like. Like we have the no. local newscast. I said to my mother, she's, she's every day she sits down at noon to watch the news. And I said, are you going to watch the police report? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I How said, and then at the end, you're going to watch them you know, cook squash, you know, because they'll say, right. hey, in Cook's Corner, we're going to have this. <laughs> and it, 
it's like David Ewer, I'm going to mention a name, um, on ABC mm-hmm. News. I mean, he's just, you know, he's hired to say these things. But he gives all right. this grim stuff, and then at the end he goes and gives the humanitarian, you know, human interest story. And it doesn't, it almost seems like like phony or silly when they get to well, the human interest part. Because so many horrible, you just keep concentrating on the horrible things that happen. You can't even hear the nice thing that happened at the end. What would happen if we reversed that? If we put all the good news up front and then the bad news at the end? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I know. I know. But I think, you know, 2015, we've all learned that we want better. If we do want else. better. Want Even the people better. that are desperate and doing like insane things. I don't think they're doing I don't think oh, it's awful of me to say this, but I don't think some of the most malicious acts are being carried out because people just want to be diabolically evil. I think they're they've gone over the edge with frustration. Right. And they think that this is they're going to somehow make whatever is dragging them down better. Yeah. Or they're or they're acting out the way a child acts out, except they're adults and they have guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. so they're just going. Um, I'm just frustrated. I'm shooting you. Nothing personal. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. You know, it's like I need attention. I need your like, attention. Uh, you know, it's like I don't know. I I don't I don't have the social answers, but I just think philosophically, like you said, it is changing. It needs to change. It will change. I, I don't mm-hmm. know to what degree in my lifetime it will change. Could it get could it get scarier before it gets better? Yes, it could. Um, will it? I don't know. I don't want to predict that it will get scarier mm-hmm. before it gets better. But I do think the getting better part. I think there will be. A, I think the world will still be here. I think it will. I mm-hmm. think there will be a renaissance eventually. I do. Mm-hmm. But I hope it's a renaissance that brings a lasting effect, not just a a cycle of um like a not just like a golden age but like you know truly a state of being that is permanent i'm i'm hoping that yeah yeah but there's much more good in the world practiced daily on a daily basis than there is the other stuff right because we right. have to get really bored of this you know it's like this is not working this is not working it doesn't work it's just not working people but on that note, mm-hmm. thank you, aliens, for acknowledging <laughs> Jesus' birthday. The <laughs> firework display in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank you, El Nino, for the lovely weather we've had for Jesus' birthday. <laughs> right. Here on the and East Coast. Out, there's still blue skies out there. They're a little, little darker than it was in the morning, but it's still blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, let's have a happy new year. We'll watch the ball drop. Yay, countdown. Yes. And we'll we'll all, you know, make our New Year's resolutions. We'll go to the gym for two weeks. <laughs> and it'll be good. <laughs> for two weeks straight, we'll go to the gym. As yeah, that's my next, goal, my next goal, join um, Planet Fitness. <laughs> there you go. And I'm going to nag you. <laughs> Are you there yet? Are you there yet? Are you there yet? Monday morning. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, good. Well, thank you for letting me babble and 
cackle and <laughs> speculate. All the time. You're like one of my favorite people. Oh, <laughs> you, you too. <laughs> to have on and off the show. And when you come back into the city, we'll have to, you know, let people know so they can get a really interesting, have an interesting experience with you. Um, yeah, because, you know, reading for them. If you do get a reading, anybody out there, prepare for at least two hours. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, he's going to tell you. <laughs> he's going to tell you. And it's not like, okay, 10 minutes go by and go, okay, thank you very much. No, you get an in-depth um, reading, and it's really interesting, and it really it really is focused on you and what's happening in your life. I can t- I can tell you that because I've experienced it myself on many occasions, and I and I must tell you, Steve, I appreciate what you do. Oh, I I enjoy doing that for you. I really do. Mhm. Thank you. Okay. And and so oh, you know, oh, maybe we should have gave somebody a quick reading while we were having fun, but next time. Next time we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, happy 2016 to you and to everybody. You that's too. And um, we'll, see what, we'll see what unfolds. But, um, we'll, yeah, we we'll, have to have a follow-up. But our souls will be okay no matter what happens. We really will be that's, okay. That's right. Okay. Love right. you. Have a great rest of this December. I will. And your Love life. You okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Well, that was that was it. That was Steve. We caught up on a lot of things, things I didn't expect, but sometimes that's a good thing about, you know, these interviews, um, especially when they're kind of free-form and free-flowing. You just, things just kind of happen. So I'm going to wish you a happy 2016. I know we talked about some down things, but look, always look up, always look up. You might see something in the sky that might inspire you. All right, have a great one. Bye. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.